Kia ora, I'm Philippa Tolley and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called Death of a Highway. It's one from the archives written by senior reporter Anne-Marie Quill and is about State Highway 25A, which connects one side of the Coromandel Peninsula to the other and was closed after extensive cyclone damage. It describes the impact on the community of 10 months of road closure that left them isolated and businesses struggling. The story questions whether it could all happen again and asks what needs to be done to keep these vital connections open. Now, here's Sam Smith reading Amory's story, Death of a Highway. Coromandel reminds me of the Hotel California. You can check in, but you can never leave, says Paul Watane. It's only a matter of time before the rest of the roads fall into the valley. Hamilton man Paul Watane is not joking. With the region's main arterial route State Highway 25A decimated by a 100-metre landslide and more slips, dropouts and debris on local roads struggling to cope with heavy traffic, travel is hazardous. When a new slip this week forced vehicles to divert to a goat track, people feared that crumbling roads may soon cut Coromandel off from the rest of Aotearoa, creating a forgotten peninsula. Tairua automotive engineer Johnny Grunling now gets up at 4am to drive to work in Thames because he can't use State Highway 25A. On Monday, taking the only other way round on State Highway 25, he turned the corner to find a chunk of that road had also disappeared. It was dark and raining, but in my headlights I saw a huge hole right in front of me, he says. I would have fallen down the cliff if I hadn't swerved right. Lucky nothing was coming the other way. A close call, it sent shivers down my spine. The new washout between Hikuai and Opotere meant the road was closed or down to one lane for most of the week. Not ideal for travellers like Grundling using it as the alternate to State Highway 25A. A chorus of locals grew louder, saying that road will be the next to disappear. The economic impact of successive weather events over the peak holiday season for Thames Coromandel and Hauraki districts has been catastrophic. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins said this week when he visited the region that to call the clean-up in the peninsula a big job is an understatement. Waka Kotahi, the government's transport agency, will take a year to fix State Highway 25A, sounding a death knell to businesses desperate for visitors. Some are 90% down on revenue, others are shutting down, already struggling after the pandemic, now facing what locals call the death of the highway. Actual deaths from the closure are something residents agree are inevitable. State Highway 25A is not just a lifeline for businesses dependent on the tourist dollar, but it is also the quickest emergency route in and out. An ambulance could previously power through the peninsula on State Highway 25A to reach Thames Hospital in 45 minutes or less. Now it can take up to two hours on difficult terrain in parts unsealed. While Coromandel's tourism body is touting the Loop Road as a destination, former nurse and Fitiyanga resident Sandy Hansen says State Highway 25A is more than a holiday highway. Ambulances don't like scenic routes, she says. Without the road, residents on the eastern peninsula feel isolated and trapped, with a sense of impending doom. For Whangamata mother Diane Rehana, being trapped would be disastrous. Her son Mace, seven, has serious kidney disease. 
Over the years, we've had to rush over to Thames, she says. Complications like peritonitis come on suddenly and are life-threatening without quick treatment. As Rehana is preparing to donate her own kidney to Mace, who's on dialysis, there are essential regular trips to hospitals in Auckland and Waikato. Their journey times have increased by hours, adding to financial cost and emotional stress on the family, which forced Mace's father to put his business on hold. Everyday life is affected. Rehana worries about getting Mace and his sister to school. This week she had to carpool as the school bus couldn't make it through road closures. Owner of Tairua Bus Company Steve Mosin says there are 30 families in Pawanui and Tairua who now struggle to get children to school over the hill. This week's slip was the final straw, with a diversion through Road 309 which locals call a goat track. If alternate routes continue to buckle under the heavy diverted traffic, thousands of children would be affected, he says, as he would have to stop some routes. It's uneconomic to keep doing it. The way roading infrastructure is affecting people's lives is dire. A year to fix is not acceptable. Angela Alvarado, whose children take the bus, is considering renting a motel midweek near the school, Hodaki Plains College, along with other families seeing no alternative offered by Waka Kotahi. Maybe it's time they open forestry tracks to traffic, she says. Plumber Troy Wood has been travelling on State Highway 25A for 18 years. His daily commute from Thames to Pawanui used to take 40 minutes each way, now it's four hours. Wood has dropped to four days and stays over in Pawanui, losing income and time with family. It's more than frustrating, he says. It's disgusting the time they're taking. Why can't they just build a bypass around the slip? I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about that gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line no, there. That, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, that, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's, Nothing that's in there. That sits on. with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. There is more than the economy and disrupted lives at stake, Wood says. There's going to be a death on the road between Waihi and Whangamata. It's not designed for logging and fuel trucks. Someone's going to smack into one. Residents are paying the cost of poor road maintenance, he says. Culverts and guttering are not cleared, so water flows on the road after rain. With the huge slip on State Highway 25A, a dam built up then burst. You can see it happening again on other roads. Tairua's Colette Hedges is also considering drastic steps, such as renting in Auckland rather than facing a long commute. On Monday, she couldn't get to work at all. My drive would have doubled, she says. Friends are in the same boat. One is now on the road 22 hours a week. Road closures are a constant threat. It's not satisfactory to have so many closed. Maybe we're not making enough noise. Hotwater Beach Holiday Park owner Cherie Webster is making noise. She's organising a hui to raise concerns. We are the Forgotten Peninsula. The poor neighbour, overlooked and underinvested, she says. The government needs to invest more in roading here. One in five people are employed in tourism, but how can the economy survive without transport? New Zealand's culture of consulting is strangling the State Highway 25A repair, sucking up money and time instead of debris from the slips, she says. We need action now. We're resilient, but we've had enough. Cafe owner Heman Alawalia agrees. His own business is down 90%.
He's had to close the kitchen at Bugger Cafe on State Highway 25 and reduce hours at Pepe in Tairua. His commute from his Auckland home is now a six-hour trip. To say my businesses are suffering is an understatement, he says. This is the fourth summer in a row down the drain. With livelihoods and lives at risk, people deserve better answers, he says. The road is our lifeline. We need clearer explanations from Waka Kotahi, OK? We're not experts, but why a year? Are they getting the best advice internationally? In similar situations in countries like Japan, they fix roads quickly. They should have people 24 hours a day on three shifts. We're hugely grateful to the road workers doing a phenomenal job, but the project is not fast enough. Coromandel MP Scott Simpson has gone into bat for constituents, sharing concern that the repair should happen promptly. Waka Kotahi has given assurances it will take up to a year, but I'm hoping it will be less, he says. Business owners are hanging on by the skin of their teeth. The road needs to be open before Christmas. More rain in autumn and winter will put further pressure on the already fragile roading network, he says. Central government must prioritise strengthening the region's roads. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins visited the region on Thursday 9th of March, saying the rebuild of the highway would cost around $60 million. Waka Kotahi's regional manager of infrastructure, Joe Wilton, is the woman in the hot seat managing the repair of the highway. This week, she met with geotech engineers, assessing three options. One, retreat north and build a bypass around the top of the site. Two, replace the lost section of road with a bridge. Three, rebuild the supporting ground with retaining walls. Each option has varying challenges, says Wilton, but ground conditions are the significant factor in determining the preferred option, as well as time. A bypass road above the slip face travels through very hilly country with steep slopes to negotiate and deep cuts to be made, she says. We need to understand what type of material we would have to cut through to form the road. The material will determine if retaining walls are needed, how much material needs to be removed, and how long it would take to do, working over autumn and winter. If we build a bridge, we need to understand the founding depth for the piles and how to get access for machinery to drill and construct the piles and lift the beams onto the piers and everything else needed to form the superstructure of a bridge. If we build a new road from the ground up, we need to determine how much material we have to remove to get down to this founding layer and what kind of retaining wall to use to get it built as quickly as possible, Wilton says. Original cracks in the road started to widen on January 15th and the site has progressed from there to what can now be seen. When the road was constructed around 1965, material cut from the hillside was used as the fill for the gully, just like how other state highway networks were built, Wilton says. Now, imported fill may be used to strengthen the road and preserve underlying layers in bad weather. International consultants have not been necessary, she says, as the country's own engineers understand the geology of the land best. Addressing the safety of alternate routes, Waka Kotahi is assessing traffic volumes and prioritising clearing drains and culverts. There are plans for chip sealing and resurfacing in areas. Locals who Stuff spoke to fear the work will take more than a year or that it will turn into a complete death of the highway, with the road never reopened at all. They only need to look back to April 2017, when State Highway 3 through the Manawatu Gorge was permanently closed due to multiple landslides and risk of further rockfalls. Six years on, traffic between Manawatu and Hawke's Bay is still being diverted via the Saddle Road and Pahiatua Track, both narrow, winding roads. A new $630 million highway over the Ruahine Range, Tiahua Turanga, is scheduled for completion in 2024. Coromandel locals say they are struggling to get to Christmas without the highway, never mind six years. 
Unknown weather events in the coming year could affect the project, Wilton acknowledges, but says Waka Kotahi is fully committed to rebuilding State Highway 25A and reinstating vital connections in the region within the estimated time frame. Until then, it's a dark, desert highway. That was Death of a Highway on the Long Read from Stuff, written by Anne-Marie Quill, read by Sam Smith and produced by Jim Black. This episode was edited by Connor Scott. If you listen via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you follow the podcast, you'll get the latest episode automatically. Thank you for listening. Ka kite anō. If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz support. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like, you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.